uh, supposed to be here. Supposed to, it's always interesting to come here in the morning. You see, like, oh, that's what that guy looks like in the morning. <laughs> looks a little bit different than the afternoon. A little bit, a little bit tired. Lunch, way, way down by lunch already. Uh, hopefully everyone's awake already still now. Um, what I wanted to do today uh, is engage in a little bit of group therapy. Um, with all therapy, it's tough for your childhood. So I thought I'd talk about my childhood a little bit. Hopefully it'll be a cathartic experience for me. And maybe everyone will learn something along the way also. That's, that's what I thought maybe we will talk about today. Um, I have never, no, with the exception of one year, I've never been hosted for Pesach, for a Seder. I've always been at home as a, as a kid. We make two starim every year. We make seders and mayos every year. We, we don't. Know, I've never been hosted for Pesach. I invited you for Purim. Purim, Purim, Purim. Purim, I've been a guest. For Pesach, I've, I've never been a guest. Um, so, growing up, I was relatively comfortable at the seder because man of the house. This is you know our domain. I knew what was going on. I knew the nigunim. I knew what we were going to say. I knew what we were going to eat. I knew when we were going to eat. It was, it was all good. I knew where the stash was of the of the marshmallows. So I want to just um, paint the picture of um, our seder for you. Um, we had my father, and I was my father's, uh, I guess, left hand man. Okay, so I was I was right beside my father. Beside me was my uncle and and my aunt. On the other side of my father was usually his parents, my my, my grand my grandparents. Then you had my mother and my sister. Beside them, you had my aunt, my aunt and uncle from um, from America. With uh, and then at the other end of the table, there were my older cousins. I mean, my older cousins are about 14, 15, 16, 20 years older than me, married already. That was the basic um, seder, small seder. Um, now my sister is about seven years younger than me, and my cousins from my I had older cousins, like we said, or I had very, very younger cousins. My sister's age was younger. So basically, when I was about eight, nine years old, I was it. That's not, you know, I have, you know, I had 25-year-old cousins, and I had two-year-old cousins. It was, it was all me. Now, we also had at our Seder um, for many years in Almana, who used to come, and she used to tell my parents at the Seder, out loudly, part of it may have been the hearing aid wasn't working, um, that the Pesach Seder is a great opportunity to figure out, um, did you get a good in, uh, return on your investment in Jewish education that year? How much does your kid understand? So no pressure <laughs> for me at the Seder. Um, those that know me a little bit know that I'm not the most outgoing life of the part. I'm not, so, but still no pressure. Then, when I was probably around five, six years old already, my mother got this idea that we should have more people to Seder because there aren't enough people there for me to perform in front of. So she got set up with some organization that put together you know, more established families in the community um, with Russian immigrants who wanted a Seder. Now, we didn't know these Russian immigrants. We didn't know their names. We didn't know where they from, where they not from, where they Jew, nothing. So it was, you know, luck of the draw, knock on the door, Seder night. Not Elio Navi, but you know some some Russian immigrants coming. So I wanted to share with you one episode that occurred that um, with that uh, one particular family. I don't remember their names. I don't remember really anything about them other than this one episode. So they knock on the door. Probably I was probably about nine years old or something. So um, my younger cousins um, are not in the picture because 
you know, they're like one, two years old, they're sleeping already. Maybe we sang Manishana to begin with, and Chagadion, they must put them to sleep already. So knock, knock on the door, you have this uh, Russian couple with their probably six-year-old daughter. And so the daughter's, uh, you know, already Canadian a little bit, she speaks a bit of English. Fine. Sometimes they, they didn't speak English, by the way. It's a very interesting experience to run, run a seder like that. So, we're going, fine. So, we, we, Kadesh, Urchatz, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about Karpas, we're, uh, we sing, we sing all the songs, I get up there, Manishtana, I, I nailed it. Um, and then, um, you know, we sang Halachmanya, we sang Dayenu, we're, you know, in, in the thick of it. And then, you know, my father had a nice way of running the Seder. This one read, that one read, you read in English, you read in Hebrew, anyone want to read something on the bottom there, Haggadah, anyone want to add anything in? No, op- open like that. Throwing up questions, when, when my father throws out a question, everyone, eyes, eyes go to me, because, you know, who else are they going to look at? Fine, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire. And then there's a pause, and this five, six-year-old girl looks at me and says, you talk too much. <laughs> Needless to say, the Seder went much faster up to that point, because I didn't say anything. Nothing. For the rest of the Seder, I, I was done. And I, probably the next year also, I was done. Um, so, what I'd like to um, do with you today is just to share what should my response have been, knowing, being a, you know, a few decades older, you know, being a little bit more mature. Hopefully, a little more mature. So, with that in mind... Um, I want to just pose some questions. Let's start with um, the, the let's start with the Rambam. The Rambam. There are two different mitzvahs to um, talk about the Yitzis Mitzrayim. We have a daily mitzvah uh, of of Zechiris Yitzis Mitzrayim. We say we fulfill that during Kriyishma, and then we have a special mitzvah Sipri Yitzis Mitzrayim Seder night. Now the Rambam in the halachas of uh, of, of Kriyishma. Quotes a pasuk that we have this mitzvah. Pasuk says, You must remember, Fine. Now, so the Rambam is learning that the word tiskar as yom means you must remember every day. Then the Rambam tells us in the halachas of Pesach, there's a mitzvah on the night of Seder to, to read, to recall, to tell the story of the Sipri Sis Mitzrayim, because the pasuk says, Remember this day. Now, all of a sudden, the Rambam's understanding, the word Zohar means that specific night. Same, same word, though. So, what happened? Does Zohar mean daily? Does Zohar mean one time, Seder night? And then the Rambam goes on and he says, you know how to interpret that word Zohar? It's like Zohar Seymour Shabbos Lekadsha. So, what does that mean? I can mention Shabbos once, once a week, once a year. How, how, how do I get away with that? So that's, that, that's, and, that, and so the Rambam quotes a third pasuk to tell me that I have this mitzvah on Seder night. You have to tell over the story. Well, if the whole story was Vigat what do I need this whole Zechira for? Just j- jump to the punchline. Vigat Tell over the story. Okay, so that, that's, that's one question. How do we understand those Rambams? Well, what's the difference between, and you know, the broader question, the more um, conceptual question is, what's the difference between these two mitzvahs? Seder night, every day. See, see, it's at the end of the day. That's one question. Another question. Let's jump to the Haggadah. Towards the beginning of the Haggadah, beginning of Magid, we, we say, Anyone who's hungry, let them come and eat. Beautiful, Russian immigrants, come. The only problem is, we say that too late. Way too late, because we're at home, 
the door is closed. We're not, you know, this is the type of thing you should announce after, after Shul. Klapa Lavima, who needs a Seder? Uh, there are shuls like that in Yerushalayim today. Anyone, anyone who needs a, needs a meal, come to the bima, come to mechitza, come to whoever, and we'll, and we'll set you up. Beautiful. But we're doing it too late. So why are we doing this? We want to show, look, we're, we're so welcoming, but we don't actually welcome anyone in. So why are, we, why are we inviting people in when we're not actually inviting them in? Now, api halacha, is that going to I'm invited, look, I'm very welcoming, but there's no one to invite. Okay, that's question number two. Question number three is based on Ramah. The Ramah writes, Nagim b'ktas makam is lechel b'suda beitzim. There's a minhag on Seder night at the beginning of the meal to have eggs. My family have eggs in salt water. I think that's the minhag. So the Ramah says, why do we do this? Nearly atam mishum shalot tishbav nikbav leil pesach. Because the night of pesach, meaning whatever night of the week pesach falls out on, tishbav will be the same. And therefore, the Ramah is the second reason, but, 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 but let's work within this reason. So I don't understand. What's the connection there? Pesach is a sad time, and therefore we may, it's not. Pesach is, you know, the, 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 in the Rishonim, you find it. They took out the fancy scaling for Pesach, only for Pesach. So why all of a sudden, when it comes to, you know, it's such a downer. No one thinks about it like that. But look, I've got an egg. I've got an egg. Why have I got an egg? Tishba. Strange. Another kasha. The Mishnah in Ari Psachim tells us that we have to tell the story of the Sif Mishraim, so we start off telling not such good stuff, we move on to tell the, the, the nicer stuff. And we have to darshan from the, from the Psukim Pashtikurim. Why are we darshaning? What is this drusha about? And what does drusha mean there? Drusha means the rabbi gets up and everyone falls asleep? Like, what, what exactly does drusha mean there? Um, so there is a line from the Shibali Lakit, one of the Rishonim, which Rasal Vaj was fond of quoting, if Shechter often quotes this, that later in the Haggadah, we, as we are about to begin the, the whole Magid process, we say, Baruch Shinnasan Tarelam Yisrael Baruch Hu. Baruch HaMalkum Baruch Hu. We say, Baruch Shinnasan Tarelam Yisrael. Great. Thank you. Baruch We have the Torah. Why are we doing that? So says the Shibali Lakit, Yesh Mefarshim, because we're about to begin drushas. And what? Therefore, we start by making a birkas satara. What do you mean birkas satara? I, I, I don't understand. I thought the halacha was in Shulchan Aruch. You get up in the morning, you make birkas satara, and it's good, good the whole day. Ah, it's child if you sleep or not. Even if you slept, you have married already. The bracha by Kriyashma works like that, works as, as the birkas satara. So I don't understand. Why are we saying this? Because he quotes Rabbi Shaya, Haschala Drashahi, Umavar Khila, Bakarish. You make a birkasara and then you start learning. Why why are we doing that? I don't need to do that. So let's just this hazard these questions, we'll try and develop maybe some idea and again get to some sort of catharsis. Number one, um, how do we understand these two uh, mitzvahs, daily, daily, Yitzis Mitzrayim, Seder night, Zechira means both, we got to the Why are we inviting people if they're we're already at home, it's too late? Why are we connecting um, Seder to Tishabav? And then this idea of Drashas, Birkas why, why are we doing that? So, let's start in terms of the Zechira. What does it mean to be got to the so, Rav Hirsch, in Parshat uh, when 
Hashbaruch who says to Adam and Chava, Who told you you undressed? Who told you this? So our first is, what does the word Higid mean? He says Higid is, is related to the word Neged. It's right across from you. It's clear as day, it's right there in front of you. That, that, that's what Higid means. Who told you this in such a way that you got to such a recognition of this? Right there, it's right in front of you. Now the reason I think this is important is because there, I, could, I think we could call it the default definition of the word Zohar is a, um, men, is a mental state. I think about something. Just remember it. The Gemara in um, Megillah, when discussing the mitzvah of uh, Parshas Amalek, Zechiros Amalek, says, well, I would have thought that Zohar only meant um, in your mind. How do I know when the Gemara has to come onto a drasha to tell me that it's, it's actually verbal? So what do you see from that? The fact that the Gemara had to come onto a drasha and tell me that Zohar, the mitzvah of Zechiros Amalek, was not, was, needs to be oral before the drasha, what did I think about Zohar meant? The default definition of Drasha is, it's, it's in your mind. Just remember it. So I think if we put these two ideas together, the Zohar and the Higid, what the Rambam is driving at is that there, there's a fundamental difference between what we do every day and what we do on Seder night. Every day, we, we, we do something in our minds. So it's, it's, it's a mental exercise. You have to have a mental exercise of, of Zechiris Yitzis Misraim every day. It's a, it's a mental exercise. When it comes to Seder night, the Zechira is a modified Zechira. It's modified by the Haggadah. It's the type of Zechira that needs to be outside of you. It needs to be something right in front of you. It's beyond just what's going on inside of me, but it's, 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 it's outside of me. That's what the word Haggadah means. If we translate it not like reverse, but literally Haggadah in terms of speaking, by definition, what's the difference between thinking and speaking? Speaking is outside of me, and thinking just remains within me. I think this makes sense in other contexts in the Rambam as well. The Gemara says that we have to we have to see ourselves, you have to view yourself as if you left Mitzrayim and night. But the Rambam has a different gear than that Gemara. The Rambam says, Laharis says that's what he needs to demonstrate. He needs to make it seem to others. Why? Because for Satan, for the Rambam, Satanite is about being outside of yourself. It's about other people viewing this, or at least potentially viewing this, not just what's going on inside of me. It's the the Zachar is not a Zachar that remains inside of me. It's a, it's a Haggadah that needs to, to burst forth out of me. Now, a lot of, uh, if we look, I don't know what to call it historically, but the origins, what drives, what leads to the Shibud Mitzrayim, again, leaving aside a, a discussion with Avram, but if you look at the story, what, what moves the story along to Chalisos so should be in Mitzrayim, should be subjugated in Mitzrayim, um, is a Lashon Hara. Parshat Vayeshev, when, when the Torah says, Yaakov sends Yosef out, um, Yosef goes, and brings Dibasam Ra, he brings all the Lashon Hara back to, back to uh, Yaakov, brothers get upset, brothers sell, Yosef goes down, whole, whole problem. You also have this um, in the beginning of Parshat Shmos, when when uh, Moshe Rabbeinu goes out and he sees two Jews fighting, so he says to them, 
so one of them, they say back to him, Who said you're going to do this? Are you going to kill us like you, like you did the Mitzri yesterday, the other day? And Moshe says, It's known. It's known what I did. Got to run. But says Rashi, no. You know what? You know what's known? I know why the, why the Jews are here. Moshe Ben is always troubled. Why are the Jews here? What do they do to be enslaved? He says, now I know. It's Lush and Hara. Look at, look at this. The, the Lush and Hara that they're speaking, that they, they told everyone, everyone's telling about this, that, 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 that's why they're here. So you have this whole, you have this idea of, of Lush and Hara um, driving the, the Sheba, the, the, Shiba, the Golos in Mitzrayim. Part of the Yitzis Mitzrayim, and what allows the Yitzis Mitzrayim, is a tikkun of that to not be in a state where we are speaking Lashnara, where we are involved in Lashnara. Tara says that when they went out, Lo the dogs didn't bark, the dogs didn't make a sound. So some, I, I saw one, someone suggested that, you know, why, why are we emphasizing dogs there? Who cares about the dogs ultimately at the end of the day? Of all the animals? So the Gemara says in Psachim, that if you speak Lashon Hara, it's roly, it's appropriate, you should be sent, thrown to the dogs. Okay, why that? Why that is? But you see, the whole idea of the dogs not speaking, the, the dogs didn't speak Lashon Hara. We didn't, we didn't either. And therefore we were able to go, go out of Mitzrayim. The whole Yitzis Mitzrayim is about this idea of a tikkun for, the, um, for what, what ultimately was the cause of the Yitzis Mitzrayim, the Lashon Hara. And therefore, coming back to some of our questions... Let's come back to say to Sedanaidim and and uh, Tishbav. Tishbav the Gemara's the the way Chavzaim learns the Gemara is that the Gemara that the second base of Migdash was destroyed based on Sinas Kingdom, but the Chavzaim says specifically the Lashnara. Therefore, what do we do on Sedanaid? So Sedanaid, we're going to number one commemorate um, Tishbav. We got we got our egg there, and number two, we're going to invite people. Uh, why are we inviting people? We're not inviting people because it's an actual invitation. It's not. But we're inviting people because, look at this, we're the type of people that invite people. We want to invite people. We don't want to just be by ourselves. Remember the, the Rambam's definition of Sedanite? It's about other people. It's outside of ourselves. That's what it has to be. It has to be not just about me. It's about moving out. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for something outside of myself. I think that perhaps this is also the, um, maybe the unique connection of, uh, of Talmud Torah, because there's different levels of Talmud Torah. The Aruch um, Shulchan quotes a, a Yerushalmi, a Mishkan Siyakov, I think, that there is a there are two different types of Birkas Torah. There's Birkas Torah on the individual on the, on the level of an, indi- of an individual, and then says says Aruch Shulchan, there's uh, there's Talmud Torah, there's there's a Birkas Torah for the Tzibur coming together. When when the cloud comes together to, to, to make a bracha, that birkistar is a new type of birk, is a new type of birkistar. It's a new type of limud, and therefore that requires a new bracha. So if if we take what we've developed thus far in terms of seder night, seder night is not just about me. It's not just about what's going on in my mind. It's about other people. We're we're all together. We're inviting people at least in, at least in theory. So then, doesn't it make sense that we should demonstrate we're about to engage in a unique type of talmud Torah? I would add. There's an etziv um, in this week's parish, actually. You find it quickly. I'll read it. Mamish at the beginning of Sefer Vayikra. The etziv is bothered by uh, the second pasuk in the parish, Daber of Neisrael va'martelayim. 
so he's bothered. What's this Daber of Israel speak to the people about Marcelin and say to them? So in the course of this discussion, and see if, um, in many places, uh, one, I, I think one of the reasons the Hamikdash, the Parish of the Nitziv on um, on on Chumash is is beloved in Shivas is because you know almost every other page he speaks about why Talmud Torah is so important. Um, that's you know uh, you know we can relate every Yontif we can relate every, the Nitziv does that. So in the course of this, he's speaking about Amira speech, and he says. Who are the who are the ones who give over misara of Tarsh Balpeh? Amorayim. The ones who speak. You have to be speaking to give over the Tarsh Balpeh. So if you think of, if you keep that Nitziv in, in mind, so then I, I think we could even understand this on, on a deeper level. The whole idea of the Talmud Torah on Seder, on Seder night is a unique type of Talmud Torah. We're speaking intentionally. It's outside of ourselves. It needs to be about other people. The, um, the Gemara, when it talks about how do you do a Tikkun for Lash, speaking Lashnara, the Gemara goes through different stages, different people. But the first stage is Talmud Torah. First stage. So again, going back to our cause of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the, 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 the Shibud, Sinas Chinam, the... The, um, the Lashon Hara. So, maybe that's what we're doing. You see this also in the Rambam. The Rambam, um, in the beginning of um, the Lachs of Pesach, uh, actually, let's come back to that one second. I just want to point out, this is a fantastic safer. I don't have it. Could I to read? Festival of Freedom, or Salvatric. So I just want to share with you, we won't read inside, but just share with you, he has two pieces here. It's part of an, uh, a larger piece where Rosh describes what exactly is being created on the night of the Seder. And he says there's two things that are being created. At least two things. He says one is the Chesed community. He describes that Klal Yisrael, while they were enslaved in Mitzrayim, were going based on, on, on you know, basic, basic human instincts. Survival. And therefore, whatever food I have is mine. And it's rare if I share with someone else. So what, what do we do on Saturday night to demonstrate that we are no longer enslaved in Mitzrayim like that? We share. It's about other people. It's about being, we're creating a chesed community. Um, you know, the, the, whole, the whole idea of the Karim Pesach requires a chabura. Why would it require a chabura? It's outside of myself. It's no, no longer just about me. When it comes to every other day of the year, you want to think about Yitzhak Mitzrayim? That's, that's for you. That stays up here. When it comes to Seder night, it's got to be Haggad, it's got to be other people. And then Rosh develops the idea that there's also a teaching community on Seder night. We're creating a teaching community. We're creating a Chabura, a Tzibur, which requires a new type of Birka Satara. This, this, is, this is the Mahalach of Seder night. This is the Mahalach of Pesach. That we're moving from being enslaved, being so caught up in our own emotions, to thinking about other people. We're creating a Chesed community. We're, so... We were speaking yesterday, not um, just to maybe mention this as a, a nakuda, at least to, to think about. Um, a few weeks ago, Rabbi Benowitz was here and he spoke about uh, technology. Um, one of the things that he didn't mention, I think, and some of this we were discussing yesterday, is that, you know, for me, one of the um, concerns I have about WhatsApp is that it just makes this socially acceptable. I can just go like this right, in, right here, right now. I don't need you there. I'm I'm right here. I've got everything I need right right here. Uh, maybe I don't, but whatever. Um, 
So I think that this, that, that's just, I'm just sharing that's not necessarily a, a Pesach related idea, but just in general, this idea that I don't need someone else right there. Okay. We, we, we need, you know, uh, 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 Moshe Rabbein is described as Pel Pel Dav, he spoke directly to Akash Baruch Why not WhatsApp to WhatsApp? Like, what, what's wrong with that? Direct connection, he'll take whatever wherever he is. Because there's something about having a personal relationship, going, being involved with someone. I think this comes back to um, my eight, nine-year-old self. Um, the Rambam, the beginning of uh, Pesach, so the Rambam describes, we have Achiev, Zechir, Tzis Mitzrayim, Psukim, Zohar, Vigat Bincha, and then he says, If you if you speak a lot about this, Harizim Meshubach, it's Kabbalah. you got to speak a lot. But then, a few halachas later, the Rambam writes, we have to we have to tell the story. Maskil begnus misayim b'shvach. Start from the bad, end up in the good. We do the drashas arami avid avi, and then the Ram says v'chalam mosi fumarich bedrash parshazu harizim shubach. That's praiseworthy. So what is it? Is it praiseworthy to just go on and on and on about you know whatever we can figure out, figure out the gematrias and whatever all the kids bring home, um, or is it uh, praiseworthy to spend time on the drashas? So. I think, you know, one's in Halacha Aleph, one's in Halacha Dalet. Halacha Aleph is the, is, the, is the title, is the title. The Rambam says, this is what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you you've got a mitzvah, I'm going to tell you you've got to go, you got to go for a long time. Then when he gets to Halacha Dalet, he's telling you the best way to do that. You know the best way to do that Haggadah? is through the drashas, is through the Torah Peh, the idea of Amoraim speaking to each other. Part of what we're trying to accomplish in Seder night is we want to go for a long time. Why do we want to go for a long time? To bore people, to you know, beat them over the head with all, with all my drashas? No. But because we want to make a personal connection, we want to make a connection with Misara. Amoraim is, is our connection, that we're, we're going back and forth. And, you know, if we come back to my um, eight, nine-year-old self, uh, that really, I think, is the answer. The answer, when, when this girl says to me, um, you know, you talk too much, the answer should have been, exactly. Yes, I do talk too much, and that's what we're supposed to do tonight. Come to me any other night of the week, I'm not going to talk like this. But Seder night, this, 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 is, what we, this is what we should be doing. Uh, so wishing everyone, we should talk for a long time.